0: I'm Ronnie Adams. And I'm Jacob Casas, and this episode is called Ivy League. So, why don't you guys introduce yourselves?
1: Hi, I'm Jimmy Martin. I'm the father of my son, Mariano Martin, that's an Ivy League student and is going on with your sophomore year at Columbia University in Manhattan, New York.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm Mariano. When um, I just about introduced me, so yeah. <laughs>
0: So tell us a little bit about um. This, tell us about the school you go to, right? And uh, your GPA and kind of go over a little bit of
2: that. Yeah, no, for sure. So um, as my dad mentioned, I go to Columbia University. It's a Ivy League school in Manhattan, New York. Um, the school it's a research institute. So um, I'm, I'm majoring in biochemistry on the premed track. And yeah, no. Um, to get there uh, in high school, I had like a four point seven one weighted GPA, 4.0 unweighted. I was uh I was second in my class out of five hundred and like 15 students. Uh, I was engaged in a lot of clubs, so I was, like th- I was the founder of the Black Student Union, the STEM club. Um, I did a program as well during this uh, called Thrive Scholars, which also helped with my journey to college. And I did some community service through a pre-health club, so I got to go shadow a pathologist like my sophomore year of high school. And yeah, I just worked really hard, and um, just by, by the glory of God, too, I was able to get a lot of acceptances, accepted into four Ivy League schools, um, 12 schools that I applied to, I got in, and yeah, that's about it. Wow, sounds that sounds a, a great rundown. Yeah, that was really <laughs> good. Actually.
0: So tell us a little bit about um, your dad and how, what influence he had on you um, yeah. through this process.
2: Yeah, I know. So I mean, I would say for sure, my dad is like my biggest influence ever since I was <laughs> like a little kid, you know, my dad always like, he always, he always saw that I had high potential and, and whatever I did, he wanted to make sure that I, I reached it. He'd always do this thing, right? When I was a young kid, I still remember this. He was like, listen, like your ceiling is up here. I was like, okay, like, what does that really mean? But he was talking about my potential, you know, and just growing up, like, I feel like a lot of traits that have made me into the man that I am are because of my dad. I've seen him hard like his hard work like my dad he used to work in labor, he used to be a carpenter and Man, he would work hard labor in the sun just for hours, and he would still come home, you know, have a two-hour drive, you know what I mean, take me to practice. You know, uh, I did a lot of sports growing up. Even after being super tired, you know, he he would put that that extra effort in for me. And, you know, I admire my dad. Because of him, I'm where I am. That's a great support system (laughs) right there.
0: So what did you see in your son? Like, what, when, you, when, you, when you were going through this, obviously a lot of dads see a lot of potential in their kids, right? Yeah. But, but what, did, what did you see in him in order, because obviously he has a high GPA. He's going, he's going to an Ivy League school. So, I mean, what did you as a father see in him?
1: You know, well, to be honest, when having my son, I see my son in my image, and I wanted him to be everything that I didn't become. And everything I didn't become was because of the structure that I had in my life or the lack of structure and guidance and support. Talk about it. So, so when I saw my son growing up, I'm like, man, everything that I went through and not having a father steadily in my life, in and out of my life. You know, I have a mother that loved me a lot, but had her had to overcome a lot of uh, mental episodes, uh, drug use. Um, I come from a small family, so I don't have... a. Uh, a support system, a big support system. So, my support system would be with friends or maybe their family. And in doing so, growing up, you know, you, you, you can get led to the wrong track, the wrong area of pe- being around the wrong people. Right, so, right. luckily, I had a twin brother, so we were able to keep each other in check. So, we found our way out of the trials and tribulations of our life so when I saw my son I'm just like you know what I'm gonna have I just kind of replayed my life it's like when I was doing good at this time okay I was kind of doing that on my own but where did he go wrong at and I was able to replay my life growing up and it's like I'm gonna be there for my son
3: in the ways that my 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 support system was it so it was important so, for you to uh make sure that you were protecting and guarding your son yeah, definitely was, man. I wanted to guard him from all the pitfalls in my life that um that I that
1: I ran into. So seeing him, I knew that he caught on to things quick and he just needed that structure and I just want didn't want him to learn from the pitfalls that I did. So I guarded him from the pitfalls that I had to go through so he didn't have to. And by doing so, he was always receptive of what I told him. Like I say as uh, men as fathers, we got to be in our kids' lives and we definitely have to implement qualities, traits, moral responsibility, integrity, all of these qualities that if we don't install in them, the streets will install in them or somebody will. So, I mean, it's a challenge for every man to not just be a friend, father in your life, but be a father first and then a friend. So... Pretty much in raising my son, man, I just seen him in my likeness, and I just replayed my life with him. It's like he's not going to go through these pitfalls. He's going to have the structure. He's going to be held accountable for everything that happens to him. There's not going to be excuses. Like My thing with him is always it's a solution. You know, there is no excuse. You didn't get an A, it's, cause you, it's not because you couldn't. It's what didn't you do, to, why you didn't get the A, why you didn't achieve high. So that was our always, like, that was my parenting with him. It's like you're going to be the best at whatever you do. If not, if you're not the best, you're trying to be the best, and then we're gonna just shape your life as you get older. And he found his way, man. He found his niche, and
3: I can't be more prouder. You said something so critical about uh, being his friend. So how did you separate, you know, from being? Because a lot of us fathers, we try to be. They say that we try to be our children's friend too much, and you know, we give them the benefit of a doubt, and it turns into. Chaos sometimes. So how how was that? How did that work in your life? You know, it's a, it's a fine line,
1: Ronnie, to do that because I mean, you want to love your son, and you want your son to love you, and not saying that you don't love your son when you're his father first. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to get the best results out of my son, so it's like I'm going to be your father first, and I loved him enough where I didn't want him to make the mistakes I made. So it's like I'm going to instill in you hard work and determination and. And, and and show you that, and I would explain things in life like you. I would, we would see situations, and I would say, man, this looks this way. You know, kind of like the sheep thing, where things can be perceived and media can perceive something a certain way, so kids, they flock to it. Mm-hmm. So I would, you know, when you see these kids looking up to these shoes, or everyone is all infatuated on how they look, and this perception of I'm cool, but this is what it really looks
3: like. You know, so this you is trusted, what really you trusted cool your looks dad. like. Oh, yeah. From the beginning, even to now.
2: Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. I mean, like, in my life, anything that my dad's told me, I've understood that he's coming from a place, like, where he loves me. You know what I mean? Like, and, like, it's it's just, like, it's funny, too, because, I mean, like, as a kid, you know, sometimes, you know, you're like... Man, he's just being my dad. You know, he's just getting on me, whatever. A lot of kids are like that. Exactly, exactly. But especially as I got older too, it's just like every like I, like I really started to realize like everything that my dad was telling me like he wasn't telling he wasn't just saying it just to get on me like there was there was merit behind it. There's a reason behind it, and so because of that, like everything that my dad's told me, it made sense too. So I like I knew like he, you know he knew best. What well, you me? It
0: shows. I mean, look at your GPA and the school you're going to. I mean, that's just, that doesn't just, just happen. Yeah, you know what right. I mean? So he obviously pushed you to be that. Uh, and that's a good dad right there. That's a strong dad because that ain't easy for a dad to – I'm a father too, right? Mm-hmm. That's not easy for a dad to do because he, you, he has his own life. He's trying to push and, and, and make money and to build life for you. But at the same time, he's trying to push you to be something great, you know? And that's a, that's a hard thing to do. It's a lot of work, if anything. It's a lot of work, you know?
2: Yeah, no, definitely.
0: So, so in Howl's over Baz, um, the the thing that we talk about a lot is we have like a list of things that we that that we feel is, is 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 necessary to be a howler. And and number one in our list is being God fearing. Yes, so God-fearing. for you two, what does that mean to you to be God fearing, and do you believe that should be like the center, like the the first thing in your life?
1: I'll let you be. start that off, Mariano.
2: Oh yeah, so. Man, all throughout my life, like to to be a God fearing man has been everything. Like any like any time I've gone through hardship, I've gone through anything that was tough in my life. Like praying to God and having just that, like like those moments with him. Like he's always been my source of comfort by far, and like I tell everybody this, and I will like I, like till the day I I, I you know I, I die, I will always like spread the word uh, of the Lord, you know, and just. Everything that I've seen from my lowest lows to my highest highs, God's always been there with me. So even in moments, you know, like like getting into college, you know, I I I feel like when things are going good for people, you know, they start to like kind of ease off of like like their yeah, they start forgetting. They start to ease off their journey with faith. But like I I give God all the glory for like my college acceptances, anything like any like an internship, any success that I have, no matter how big, how small it is, it's God's glory.
0: And how does that affect you in college? Because I know that it's college is so against it a lot. Yeah. they teach the opposite, you know, in college. So yeah. as as a man of faith, how how do you? How do you go through that in a day-to-day aspect in college?
2: Yeah, no, definitely. I would say it's, like, the community that I found on campus. So as soon as I got to campus, we have this – this uh, it's, like, a club. It's called RUF. It's, like, a residential, like, fellowship on campus. Wow. So I joined that, and, like, there I, I made, like, friends who were, like, like who were God-fearing people as well. And even, like, my, my best friend and my roommate, like, like – uh, we would do, like, Bible studies, like, like in his room at, like, like after studying chemistry until, like, one in the morning.
0: You did good, Dad. <laughs> you did
2: real good, Dad. No, but, like, seriously, like, we would do Bible studies, and then we would just talk about, like, how, how it applies, like, in our life, you know, because, like you said, like, like, college, it's a very, like, secular environment, and I meet people, like, every day, you know, who have, like, very, like, non, like, faith-based ideas, and I just see it in, like, their sort of lifestyles, but remaining, like, grounded, and especially, like, the biggest thing I would say is, like, humility. Like, a lot of people who aren't humble, I also notice that they they aren't, like, like people of, like, 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 they're not people of Christ, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so, like, because of like like that relationship with God and like you know so uh, going to church on the weekends you know like after my like like after putting setting aside and like giving him the Lord like the time that he deserves you know everything else falls with that any any other concerns or any other like things that are going on in my life I, I realize when I put God first all that stuff gets handled wow. for sure
0: that's that's absolutely right. <laughs> <You
3: know?
2: laughs> So, it, so you raised them in the uh, you know uh, in, a,
1: in the walk. I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't grow up with um, going to church. You know, um, I was separated from my parents. Where my grandparents taught me church. You know, for the little time that I was with them. But through all my trials and tribulations, I've known that God has always got me through it. But I didn't have that spiritual, just that, that spiritual strength and uh, that that spiritual fortitude. fortitude. You can say I, I had to learn it through mm-hmm. life. So there was. There was days in my life where I would look away from God, but I always knew that he was there, but I didn't have that support system.
0: But you did your job in teaching him. So how did you do that? Like, wh- wh- where did you go? How did you go about that? Teaching him. About God. Like, because yes, he's, he's, he's a man of faith.
1: Correct. Correct. Well, he, he's always known God is here. God is there, you know, but we didn't, growing up, he didn't go to church from age one to where he is now he started going to church mainly i would say 15 years old mariana wow
2: yeah now um, that's impressive tell us about that definitely yeah no no yeah so like especially during like quarantine like my spiritual journey like it it was like it was like it's a whole story in itself so during quarantine i will say like at that point like like, in terms of, like, my own mental health, I was probably, like, the lowest. Like, I would stay in my room a lot. And, like, my, my parents even noticed it. They'd be like, like well, you know, are you always in your room? And I'd just do my homework. But I don't know. I, it, like, especially just, like, that time in, like, isolation. Like, I would just be left to, like, my own thoughts. You know what I mean? And so, like, it was just weird. Like, like like even in my own life, like, I wasn't, like, strong in my faith quite yet. But, and I and what I'm about to say, I've, I truly believe it was, like, the Holy Spirit. So, like, one day I'm just chilling, and it was, like... I had my Bible in like um, it was like on a shelf in uh, in our living room. And so one day, I, I don't know what it was, and I think I, I, I the Holy Spirit is what I believe it was. It just drove me. I was like, I just want to put it on my desk, and I just want to read Genesis. I just started from the beginning, right? And so I, I just read that day, you know, and I just started, like, thinking about, like, what I was reading and, like, the grand scheme of, you know, everything, the universe, you know what I mean? Like, how everything fits into place the way it does, you know? And then over the next few days, like, I just continued, like, reading. And then my parents even noticed it, too. Like, like like, like, the, like the, they were noticing that I had my Bible on my desk, and they were kind of, like, they are you know, like, like, oh, are you reading the Bible? And I was like, yeah, yeah. And then my dad one day, he, he was like, yeah, you know, my favorite book in the Bible was, like, Proverbs or Psalms. And I was like, okay. So then I checked that out, like, those two books. And just reading it, like, like just gaining, like, the wisdom, you know, that that, that David talked about it, you know what I mean? And just, like, just going through and, like, really, like, sitting down. Like, I, I would, like, pray, like, li- like I'm not even kidding you. Like, I'd be, like, crying, like, like on, like, my face, you know, just praying, man. And, like, just, like, when I started, like, actually, like, pursuing God, everything in my life got much better. Like, 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 my, like even academically, um, that, that was around the time when I got this this random thing in the mail about this program that I'll go more into later. That happened, um, you know, my home life, my relationship with my parents, you, you know, I, I, in their relationship, I was noticing that, that they were, like, 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 you know, coming together even more. Let me jump in, man. So me and
1: my wife seeing my son on his own, do this consistently. It's like I've always known God was there, but, you know, sometimes you can, you can take God for granted, man. But seeing him do, his, do, do it really on his own, like we've, he's known about God. We've placed it, you know, there to him, and that's where I've learned a lot of my wisdom at was from the Bible mm-hmm. and certain principles of practice. But seeing him do it on his own really brought my family, me and my wife, to church on an consistent basis. And now so we go as a family. You. He
0: influenced you this round.
1: Yes, cool. you can. You can always say you. Yeah. You learn from everyone, right? Yeah, always, uh, and always. Definitely, uh, seeing him do that on his own let us know that this is what we really need to be doing, not just sometimes or here and there.
0: Well, I, I was. I've been thinking about this a lot too. I've been hearing things about this, like um, Jordan Peterson talks about this a lot. Uh, yeah. Like in, your your children are like the joy of your life. So the influence that you are you have on your children, they also have a major influence. On the joy inside of you because nice, they give you back a massive amount of joy that nobody else can give you so when you see like my son reads the bible i i was my son's 13 i went in the room and he's reading the bible on his bed and i was like blown away great. i was like what are you what, what are you doing man he's like, oh, i'm just reading i'm just reading man, and i great. was blown away too so that's kind of like funny that you were saying that oh, yeah and, cool. and uh and that brings a lot to you you're like whoa I need to be better. Like, you want to be better because you see that innocence in your kid. So I I love that. I love that story. I want to
1: piggyback on that as well, not just there. Seeing him strive and me telling him how to do things and what to do. It made me ac- actually access my life. Like I was, you know, I, I'm in the construction industry for like the last 20 years. So I've done carpentry, cement masonry. But seeing him in the book study so hard, it's like, you know, that ain't all I, have, I can do. So I became an inspector now. So, you know, I pass a bunch of different <laughs> states. <laughs> <laughs> but my mean. son motivated yeah. me. It's, it's so your, it's your
0: pack, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's yes. your right. pack. And the That's pack is, is strong together. Right. So you, yeah. it, it's, always, it's okay to be influenced by your kids because you okay. see light in them. You Most know what definitely. I'm saying? I think it's great to be influenced by your family.
3: Most definitely, you
0: know what I mean, right? I think
3: that's great. So I want to talk about. I want to go back to where you were saying that you know when you found God, that's important because you said something that you know you were going through some things at that moment and at that time, and you you found what you were looking for. So I, when you were talking, I I, I I immediately thought in my head like you found peace.
2: Yeah, definitely. Because
3: that's what you were looking for, you know. You was overwhelmed, and probably your studies. What was overwhelming you?
2: Yeah, you know what I mean. Like it was just sort of like, yeah. Okay, so I'll go into it. So uh, what I'll say, like the word that I'd put on is like resolve. You know what I mean? Like, so I, I felt like, like, like all throughout high school, I was always like, like nervous, sort of like anxious. You know about like, like test scores, and like I need to study my SATs. You know what I mean? I need to, you know, all these things, community service, and. You know, just, like, in all aspects of my life, even with my family, you know what I mean? So I think, like, what I realized was that, like, at the end of the day, like, all these worries, it's not good to worry. The Bible tells you this, right? It's like, why are you worrying if you worship me, if you worship God? That's what I'm referring to, you know what I mean? And when I, like, when I started to really internalize that message, it's like, you know, no matter what, no matter what happens, like, God's got my back. And he always does. He's always, he's always there in my corner. Even when I'm struggling and I think he's not, he's there. Right. And I the way like
0: the way he says it is like with so much like it's it's just faith. Yeah, exactly. like like it's, it's you say you say it with like
2: no absolutely. It, I
0: mean strongly. It's like, it's like it's like there's no doubt in your mind.
2: There there is no. And doubt that's great that to see. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <at all. laughs>
0: I love that. That's really cool when you see your kids because that 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 kind of like well, that's what I mean. Like because w- kids are innocent. But, you know, the younger you are, there's a lot of innocence in you. So when you see that faith and that strength in them and it's coming from God, because it, 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 we go through a lot as men, right. older men. We go through a lot. We see a lot. We, and things like, hit us, you know. We've been, been beat up through life. Mm-hmm. So, But when you see that innocence back in them, you're like, dang, it's just, it gives you a different view of everything. I agree. And it kind of brings you back like, hey, all right, you know. And the Bible says, you know, look at God like the innocence of a child. And that's what, that's what that kind of means, you know what I mean? So want to go into leadership leadership so okay leadership so now being a man of faith Mm -hmm. you got a high IQ um I want to know what is a leader to you I mean uh, when you when you think of a leader like the leader that you want to be what kind of leader would you want to be
2: yeah you know there's this analogy that I think of when I think of a leader so I'll give you two men, right? So one person, he's ordering people to do. You need to do this, you need to do that. Think of like a, let's say like a Pharaoh, right? And he's commanding his people, keep going, keep going, keep going, keep digging, you know, blah, 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 whatever. Now another man who's like, he's a leader too. Let's say this is a Pharaoh again. Instead of yelling at them, telling them like what to do, he's down there with them, digging with them, leading by example. That's what I think a leader is. And that's sort of like the kind of man that I try to think about being, you know what I mean? It's like, I want to be an example for people And any time that I have any sort of, like, virtue, any sort of, like, wisdom to give to people, not, like, gatekeeping it, like, going out of my way to share that. Because if you're someone who just, like, you just keep everything to yourself, you know what I mean? It's very selfish, you know, that's not what a leader is. A leader is someone who wants to see other people build as well, and he wants to, like, be a pillar in doing that and getting away from, like, that sort of, like, egotistical notion that, like, I'm the man, it's all about me, you know what I mean? Example: Another leader is Jesus, right? Mm-hmm. When Jesus came down to earth, right, he said, like, he didn't come down here to be a king, and, and uh, this is in Matthew. He says, he's like, I didn't come here to serve. I came here to serve you guys. Mm-hmm. That's what a leader is. Mm-hmm. That's uh, that's what I would that's great. how I would describe a leader.
3: That's
1: great. Yeah, that's great. Each uh, one teach one, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, and
0: being a father, um, um, and your son, you know, going to the level he's been, he's going to. I mean, what kind of leader were you, to to influence this kind of behavior with your son? And You had to be a, sp- a special leader.
1: Yeah, well, I never tried to be a follower, you know. That's for sure. So we always paved me and my me and my twin brother. We always kind of paved our own track, and always were leaders, no matter what we were doing in life. We kind of did what we wanted to do and not follow the pack, and and we led. So in doing so, seeing my my son, I want to teach him those same qualities that you can't go around following people because following people, this is. It was going to lead you to not, to not be successful for the most part. So I always told him, you know, you're going to look different, you're mixed, you know, you're going to stand out in certain ways. But the main, main thing is be true to who you are and true to yourself and don't, don't, don't conform to what society tries to get you to conform to, whether it be music, rap music, just ev- all the pitfalls in life that can teach our communities, bad pitfalls where one guy is benefiting and the whole world is struggling from it. I try to make sure I emphasize these things to my son to where he would understand the difference because if I didn't teach him this, I know he would get caught up like everyone else does. They're going to get caught up in imagery and what is put out there to them. They're going to see that for what it is. So I thought it was my job to make sure to tell him how to be a leader and decipher all the distractions that come to us in this world.
2: I'd like to echo that, too. like And, like, like, many times me and my dad, we'd have car rides home, and he would always just, like, drop that wisdom on me. And, like, no matter what I did in life, my dad always told me, like, like, like don't be a follower. Don't be a follower. Like, he's always told me that. And, like, it's been, like, one of the best pieces of advice that I've ever been given, right? For
3: Some sure. things will stick to a child forever.
2: Yeah, that's definitely
3: one. You know, my mom always told me and my dad always told me when I was a kid, you know, to uh, put business over pleasure. Mm. You know, always put business first. You know, mm. pleasure will always Sweet. come. So that would, that impacted my life. So I understand how you feel when you says, when, you know, when your father was telling you something in that car and he would keep telling you and then you would hear it over and over and over again. You know, and it's good that you listened and didn't take it like as, oh, that's just my dad, he don't know no better. You know, most kids, they are uh, there, you know, I say 80, 80% of kids, they were like, you know, they feel like their parents, you know, they're just my parents. They're old. They don't know much. <laughs> right. Right, right. <laughs> We've been 20 years old, 18. <laughs> right. you can learn a lot through someone older. Right. So a, they lot don't, a lot of kids don't respect right. their parents. And that's right. why they get into drugs and alcohol and, mm-hmm. you know, have, ki- you know, it's nothing against, I mean, I can't say there's nothing against having, you know, ch- uh, sex, you know, um, Children at a young age, but it's not, not that best. Not the best yourself. route to take and it. Absolutely. Sure, is not a parent's ideal for their children. Well, so it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. So, <laughs> you know, you guys, are, you, 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 you we, 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 appreciate seeing the positive. I want to go back. I do want to go back to the beginning. You know, you went fast. on, <laughs> You know yeah. where you came from. So let's just start off. You know, where'd you grow up? Um, where'd you grow up, and what high school did you go to?
2: Yeah, no, so, um, like, the first three years of my life, uh, we lived, like, with my grandma, and then, um, when I was, like, yeah, I think I was, like, three years old, we moved to Rancho Cucamonga, and we've lived there ever since, um, so, with that being said, um, like, my high school is called Altoloma High School, you it's, uh um, yeah, yeah, I went to Altoloma and, um, I don't know. What else to do, they say. <laughs> s- do
3: they send a lot of uh, kids to Ivy League schools in in from Alta Loma? Do they have, you
2: know? Well, no actually. Uh these last these the last one, Yeah, so uh, in yeah, in my graduating class I was the only one, but um the last few years we like we've been like on the rise. So um like before my year, I had a friend who went to Cornell, right? So another Ivy League. And um, I believe two students actually got into Harvard, too, uh, the, the year before my year. But, like, that was, like, a unicorn year. Like, typically, um, a, a good year for us was, like, uh, if we can send two kids, to, like, UC Berkeley, UCLA. But the last, two, like, my graduating class and the one before that was, like, it was exceptional. Like, it, like that's never happened in, sco- like in our school history. In fact, I was, like, the only person from my school to get into a few colleges, including the one that I attend now.
0: So, so what kind of scholarship did you get?
2: Yeah, so uh, with Columbia, I got a full-ride scholarship. So uh, something that was important to me with going to college was that I didn't want my parents to have to pay, like, any money, you know, like, like, especially with how expensive universities are now, it's it's insane. So a lot of the schools I got into, um, like, for instance, I I did interviews for uh, USC and UC Berkeley. They gave me four uh, tuition scholarships. Uh, Berkeley was a full-ride. And just about... Yeah, yell, uh, I got into Yale. They gave me a full ride right. scholarship. You Chicago. Um I'm not trying to like brag or anything. But no, like, you know do that. this is stuff that yeah, say. People need to hear
0: You're from out here. You're not bragging. Yeah, this is a bragging. This is this is this is facts.
2: Right. You know I mean? you, I mean, go
1: ahead, <laughs> and let how many it all schools out. did you man? apply to and how many did you
2: get yeah. accepted so, to? Yeah. Know. Okay, so I applied to 14 uh, schools. I got into 12, uh rejected to 1, waitlisted to 1. Um so my list it was uh, I got rejected to Stanford which <laughs> I was like ah, it is what it is. Um, I got accepted to UC Berkeley, UCLA, UC San Diego, uh, UC Santa Barbara, uh, Johns Hopkins, uh, Yale, USC. Brown, USC, Columbia, Cornell, uh, Northwestern uh, I think that is that it?
3: So, and what made you cho- what, yeah, made what made you choose, choose? Colombia?
2: Oh yeah no so this is a tough choice it's a tough choice so um I had my like choices what narrowed two
1: did it come down. To, like?
2: I had my choices. And <laughs> my choices narrowed down to uh, Columbia and Yale, mm-hmm. and so between those, it was it was pretty tough. I uh, mean, me and my parents, we were like talking for a long time, trying to decide which one to which one I should choose. But ultimately, with Columbia, I like the idea of being in New York City. Um, they're like they're really good for my major as well, and just the opportunities that I would have like with internships in New York is like everything's right there. I got to tour the school too, which is really nice and. Like, and again, like, this, this I think, was another, like, spiritual thing, right? So, as I was touring, um, my tour guide, and he's still my friend now. His name is Muhammad. And um, after the tour, like, I had told him, like, my dilemma, the two schools I was choosing from. And then he just laughs and looks at me, and he's like, I had the same two choices. Wow. I was like, what? Then I asked him. I was like, "Okay, so why did you choose Columbia?" So, and and he was also a minority student. He was he came from a low income background as well, and he was just like, from what I gathered from Columbia, the amount of support that they give to like like low income students, it's like it's great. Like, and just all the opportunities that he was saying, like how easy it was for him to get internships, and just saying, and like the community, because like our campus is relatively small, but he's saying like it's it's very like tight knit because it's smaller. Family. yeah, exactly, right, right. So, and um, and he was like, yeah, I mean, and, and because Columbia and you on paper are so close, it's like the location is almost like that factor that can set you over if they're, like, like nearly identical on paper. Wow. Yeah. That's and, good.
3: That's good. So, um, what was your dreams and goals growing up, you know, in, where you when you were a kid?
2: Yeah, yeah. So, okay, when I was a young kid, uh, like, so now I want to be a doctor, but when I was a young kid, I wanted to be a, a UFC fighter. I like martial arts, you know what I mean. So uh-huh. I was like, you know, I want to be a fighter. You know, I wanna So you was into sports. Yeah. Oh, definitely, definitely. Like I, I, I grew up like I, 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 played basketball. You know, I played football with friends. That kind of stuff. You know what I mean. Then my like true passion and like all sports was martial arts. So I did like wrestling and jujitsu.
3: That put you in these things.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so so the thing like so like my daddy, he saw he saw that I was like interested in UFC. You know what I mean. I watched it a lot. And then he was like, here, you know what, uh, he took me to a practice at this, uh, it was at like uh, the YMCA, mm-hmm. and they had like a, uh, a jiu-jitsu practice, and he saw that I really liked it and that I had a passion for it, and from there, like, we just like, he, we just took off with it. He would drive me like hours and hours away to go to go practice with like uh, with these good coaches especially in wrestling you know what i mean my daddy because again like i mentioned he works long hours and and you know like i'm pretty sure like he would have rather you know arrested you know what i mean especially like like with the work he was doing but he would still go out of his way to take me to practices in like like san diego or, or wherever uh victorville and um he would pay he would send me to wrestling camp so i could like hone my skills you know he'd put a lot of money in uh, I like he bought me weight so I can work out, get that strength, like my dad he, like for his kids, he's like fully invested, mm-hmm. like by far like wrestling mats, all these things to try to like catalyze my growth in whatever it was that I set my mind to so
0: That's so like it was one, a lot of oh go sorry, that just your kids are like what you're pretty much like your top <laughs> investment that you should have that'
1: was definitely
0: so i mean we we I, we've been going over that too about you know investing time and investing and in what you invest into and and God is is, is, is is was on the top of the list too. And your and and your kids and your, and, and your wife would be another major investment. People think it's just money. But, I mean, your, your kids are a major investment. Most so you, And you put that investment in your kids.
1: Most definitely. I live for my kids. I live for my family. I'm a family man first. So Whenever I see my son succeed, I you know, it was like me succeeding. We succeeded together. If he yeah. failed, I failed with him. So it made me even more harder on him. It's if like, if not, I see you fail, I'm, I'm failing. So. You. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going to you know. be out here working hard, <laughs> and man, I, we'd be in that garage putting in work. Man,
0: right, I sure. just got tapped, too.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
3: right, right. So so, so, so. I, we were. We were gonna ask you about your self sacrificing, you know, in this situation, but you just said it. If he failed, you know, you were failing with him so it was you know, that was your sacrifices. I had to you had to do whatever it took to help him succeed.
1: That's my greatest accomplishment was raising my son and seeing him be successful. So all my all my energy and time and money would go into him you know seeing him succeed so that was your self-sacrifice most
0: definitely so you put a lot of time i mean all those hours of being exhausted and tired you were still boom right there
1: yeah and just changing my life completely you know was when i had my kids you know i wasn't gonna i wasn't gonna make the same mistakes i made before you know and keep going backwards and then take two steps forward one step back like that was done so it really gave me purpose when i had my kids i lost my mother yes. Three months before having my son, and I believe that was a sign of God replacing my number one person in my life, which was my mother, my number one supporter, with the uh, with the son, to replace that loss. And ever since I had him, it really got me on the straight and narrow, and I didn't have the same trials and tribulations I had before in my life. Yeah. I'll tell you that. So it they're really tri- brought purpose. They're to trials and m- tribulations,
0: but they're like nicer. You know what I Definitely. mean? Like, like like it's like oh I, I want my kid to be at this level. You're striving for that instead of like. Thugging on the streets or some dude. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Correct. Right. Right. It's
3: right. a whole right. different kind exactly. of struggle now. Most definitely. Kind of struggle. <laughs> so, yeah. So, <laughs> what was your expectation, though? Like, from your, you know, we we as fathers, we have kids, and then we're growing up, we're seeing them growing yeah. up. Ronnie. What are, my I, expectation you, was high <laughs> from the gate.
1: I said, <laughs> high like, from you know, the very some very of beginning.
3: us want our kids to play sports. Some uh, uh, of our kids want high. us to. He's like, I got a 4.7. What kind of expectation? Because you didn't know he was going to an Ivy League school in the beginning. Well, and, well, as He's you like, growing up, he, I was, he gonna was make him. <laughs> 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 he wanted to do UFC,
1: so what was your expectation? You know, yeah, you know, just seeing him grow, he reminded me of myself. He caught on to things quick and, okay. and early, and then I was like, okay, you're going to be athletic. I was athletic. you probably be tall, you know. But it's like we knew, I always knew the realization. It's like hitting the lottery to become a professional Athlete, mm-hmm. so it's like I want you to play sports and the camaraderie you yeah, learn yeah. To, to compete mm-hmm. and 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 to overcome and to mentally persevere. All of this stuff is going to shape you as a person. Right. So that's what I definitely wanted to install on him. But while doing so, I always told him you have to do well in school. Mm-hmm.
3: But so your expectations always. from the beginning was you know school like education was like your first expectation since he was growing up before he even thought about UFC before he even thought about basketball football or anything you thought about with him and his life is he has to have a great education education was a priority man yeah Yeah, I think
0: that's I think that's
1: great first and foremost Mm -hmm. yeah I think
0: that's great um a thing to be as a man a howler like you you can you can throw down you can fight you can you you have a really high intellect, and, and and the thing is you love God, like like who's gonna mess with you? Like You get in every aspect of, of whatever you got going on. <laughs> like who's gonna mess right. with you? But that mentality to have that too, to I mean, to be able to do those things. The mentality your your mind is is just shaped differently than than most people in the world that's that's a for sure thing you know what i mean you own a business and nobody's a mess with you ever like like when you when you that's a whole nother level you know what i mean so i feel like like you got a lot going for you at a young age and it's just crazy you know what i mean
3: so you said that you were going you wanted to be a doctor yeah that was the goal of why you're going to school
2: um, yeah, yeah, so right now, um, so I'm studying uh, biochemistry, and so, uh, uh, like, like uh, I want to do some, like, research right now and, like, um, like RNA transposons, like, like g- DNA stuff, but um, with that, for, like, my undergrad, that's what I want to do, and then... Um, that's what you're going to do? Yeah, or that, that's, yeah, that's what I'm going to do, and then after that, we'll be matriculating into medical school.
3: Well, it seems like you do have, like, business orientation as well, because in the beginning of this... Um, podcast you talked about how you orchestrated uh, one of the first movements at your ivy League school or in high oh school. The, in my high school in high school sorry mm-hmm. could you tell us about that organization that you put together
2: yeah oh yeah so um so at my school like uh so i was very like interested in like science right and like like, like math and mathematics so um so like i I joined, or well, I co-founded, uh, like our STEM club, and so like what this club was was we'd come together like once a week, and we'd talk about like um, we'd use like things like MATLAB to to like to like like, uh, to, like model like uh, like different like aircrafts and that kind of stuff, and like we, we did this we had this one competition it was like a battle bot competition where like we made like this like little robot and then we competed against another school called Edawanda High School. In this like in this competition so that was pretty fun and then as well as uh, me and like my best friend in high school we created uh it was, it was like it was a non-profit and it was like a like health blog so um what we would do is so during like like quarantine and COVID, like we're all stuck at home right so we're like how can we still like maintain fitness right so we would post like like, like 15 minute workouts that people can do and we ended up making like a website and like it got like it got really big in like our school community and like like i like i remember like like random like freshmen would like dm me and they'd be like hey like uh can you give me advice on like you know um like a good like like push-up workout or something like that and so like that was something that like took off and i think like really helped like my, my college applications and that sort of stuff and just um they need
3: creators more creators so that's why it helped right. a lot in, in your application.
2: Right. Good creative mind. Innovation, exactly. And, and like that, and um, and I, like senior year, I was a president of the speech and debate club. So we would come together like Friday mornings, and we would debate like different topics, and like just getting those like more like rhetoric skills and like that. Like just uh, and like, like those sort of like um, ways of like debating it and that sort of stuff. And so I had a lot of fun with that, and I got to teach like some like the lower classmen just like better ways to formulate their argument and how to articulate that argument in a more like eloquent way. And so um, that was like another thing that I was like involved in with like a leadership role, and then um, I'm like rambling. <laughs> no, no, You're, no, you're, you're not good. rambling. That's you're leadership. That, skills. That's leadership skills. And that's all like that. that.
0: That those are very important skills to have. Right. But, I mean, when you when, when you enter the world, I mean, because I'm a business owner. Yeah. So so I mean, to me, you got to have leadership skills, mm-hmm. and you're mm-hmm. always even as a business owner, you're still going to keep learning to be right. a leader in different ways at different levels. So, I mean, th- those are great skills to have. I wish I would have did stuff like that when I was a kid. I would have probably owned a business faster.
3: Definitely. You know what
0: I mean? It's just mm-hmm. that we don't, we had different opportunities. You know, we grew up differently. So, oh, gotcha. we, had to, we had to force our opportunities. Mm-hmm. We, had, we had to make it happen. So, it was great that you had a dad pushing you, you know, and that's, those, those skills that you have, you obviously automatically have them because you're young and you're starting things and you're leading in things as a kid. So that's a, that's a
1: that's a good that's a big deal you
2: know yeah no, thank you appreciate it appreciate it
1: so and i, I want to say something too man um my son also had to overcome a speech impediment um yeah you had a speech impediment problem he used to stutter a lot Talk lot in that. elementary yeah. school and now in high school he became you were you were you were the president of the speech the uh, your <laughs> yeah. speech debate team right yeah
2: yeah, yeah so yeah, I mean true. like that was awesome <laughs> i mean I've seen my
1: son where stutter where I'm looking like man <laughs> say it, man. Say it, you know. But yeah, yeah, man, as he, he he constantly, he was always just humble, and he, and you he had showed always humility, and he would come out of school, you know, in his hour hour class with the speech speech therapist, right? And man, before you know it, he, his speech just man the stuttering just. Less, less, and less. And then he went on to high school and became the speech debate president.
2: Wow. You know, so
1: he's always overcame things, you know. Like, yeah. he's never let anything, like, oh, I can't do it or, or be wondering about what someone thinks about him. He never let that get in the way of his success or the way he thinks uh-huh. of himself. And, man, I'm proud of him for all that. You know, he's accomplished a lot of things. That's just, we're, we're tapping on a few, but yeah. there's Definitely. a lot, there's <laughs> a multitude of things that he's overcome and, and accomplished.
0: Well, I feel like that develops character when you, when you have to overcome things in life. You know, it it takes away uh, your ego a lot. You know, right. it, what it what it does is it it, bring, it builds strength in you, mm-hmm. and when you have to overcome things, so may, maybe he would have been a different kid, different kind of person, if he didn't have to overcome that. You know, yeah. maybe he would have never been on the debate team. Right. Yeah. You know, so a lot of times I feel like that's like that's good things to go to overcome.
3: And right. make him work harder. Yeah. Right. It made you work harder for real, right? No, definitely. I'm just glad it didn't make them shut down,
1: you right. know? Yeah, make, well, I don't want to say nothing because my peers, what they're going to think, right. you know? and some people go through that. They you know, do. They,
3: and they are affected by what everyone else thinks in the world or what everyone else thinks around them, you know? So he had to go through this challenge in front of people and still have the boldness to say, you know what? I'm going to get through this. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to still overcome this uh um, stepping stone, this bridge that, you know, to help me get to where I really want to be. All right.
0: So, so I got a question for you, Mariano. Mm-hmm. Being a, a fighter, a man of God, and an Ivy League student with a high IQ, what are, what are you looking for in a woman?
2: Oh, yeah, no, definitely. It's a good question. Yeah, so...
0: Uh, <laughs> I, I wonder what the IQ is looking for. Yeah, yeah, no, you know I mean... <laughs> <laughs> Let's see what's going
2: on. Yeah, no, so, I mean, so I... I I have a girlfriend right now and she's like a wonderful woman and so I mean like what I'd say too and like definitely a piece of advice for like people when it comes to dating is you want to date a high value woman and so for me like during my spiritual journey too when I was like really tapping into my faith like like that was when I had met my girlfriend, and so, um, so we were like both musicians. So she was like a singer, and I was here at school. She, she was like, she would sing like the national anthem, and she was in choir and whatnot. And so I had done like jazz band in school, and so like, like we would kind of like we had like mutual friends, and that was how I got to meet her, but she is someone who's like very strong in her faith and like even when we were just friends when we were like getting to know each other we would talk about God a lot and I and I would just see it in her like just this like burning passion for God and she would sing she would sing it in her uh, church's choir and she just like I could just see just like like that light in her too and that was like what I wanted too during that like point in my life you know what I mean when I was like like when I was like getting further into my faith and so um that was like one of the first things that really attracted me to her was just like like sh- like how like how solid and how like just how strong her faith was and so um so like we began like talking we like wrote a song together that was pretty cool and like i, I like that she was a musician you know like someone that had like someone that had like many interests you know what i mean that was like one dimensional right right she's a smart girl too she had a high gpa you know what i mean and she wants to, she wants to be a nurse practitioner right now and I, you know i want to be a doctor we both kind of want to go into the medical field and so just like to anyone like like listening to like especially if like young men like don't get lost in like the looks of like a woman because like 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 you know in, in junior high i'd be like oh you know like this feels pretty this feels pretty you know what i mean but come to like like get to know them you know they're like personalities right. of the character would be like very shallow and I feel like especially with like relationships, like people don't realize that until they're already in them. And then they start dealing with all this stress and like, you know what I mean? Like take your time, really get to know like this person who you're, you're trying to have a relationship with and make sure that like they align with the values that you have as a person. Because one thing I'll say is like, my girlfriend, she makes me a better person. That's and that's important to me. If I'm gonna be with a woman, like I wanna help build her up and I want her to help build me up at the same time. That's so good. I would definitely.
3: I'm gonna encourage you a little bit right there. Um, always keep that energy Mm -hmm. when it comes to any woman. You know, never... And at the end of the day, some things work out, some things don't. Right. But never devalue or degrade a woman. You know, always keep, you know, lifting them up and always keep making sure that she is who you said she was from the beginning. Right. We have all that authority in, in us because they look at us highly as men. Right. You know, when we... In our relationships. And we can easily... Uh, degrade them and make them feel like they're less of than when than when we when we first when we first met them. Thank you I'm for that
2: advice. Like that. Thank I, you. I feel
0: like you always got to be the leader though. Like that's the main thing. Like, Definitely with a woman because <clears throat> they look at it differently if you're not leading. And that's what we were talking about before. Is is every man's built to lead because they have to be a leader of their home at some point. So I mean, they're all at, at, at some point. You gotta realize that you have to lead. That's right. You know what I mean?
3: It just, it, it's just—it's—it's in us, it's a man's right? Nature. So yeah,
0: it's their nature. So
3: um, let's talk about peer pressure. Gotcha. Okay. Let's talk about peer pressure growing up in high school first. Yeah. And uh, how did you stay focused?
2: Right. Okay. So this is like a good question. This is like a great question, and I feel like like peer pressure like 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 there are very negative effects of peer pressure but like like the way that that my dad raised me one thing that he always taught me was like the people that you surround yourself with are gonna have like a large influence on who you become like your character and your moral in that ways so in high school I felt like I actually had like very good peer pressure a lot of my friends a lot of my close friends um we would talk about like school and like college all the time like my 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 best friend he's a guy named Hong he's at UC Berkeley and he's like interning with NASA just doing huge things and this is someone who like who like we would study together we would talk about like college all the time we would talk about our like like like, uh, what extracurricular activities we're doing with our clubs and all that kind of stuff so surrounding yourself with people like I would always think is like like for me, like surround myself with people who are like smarter than me or who are better than me in a certain field. You know what I mean? And learn from that. That is like always been something that's like that I've like always thought about. And all of my friends, like, like the kind of people they are. Even like 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 like, like uh, in my own faith, like my roommate, like my he's my best friend in college right now. He's very devout in his faith. He's very strong in it, and that like naturally rubs off onto me as well. And so that's something that I've always like considered, like the people, like who my friends are they're gonna have that influence on me. So like that positive peer pressure was like really like, like that really catalyzed like my growth in high school. And like the success that I found in academics, like having these people to study with, like a lot of my friends, you know, they're also at these like elite institutions, right? And like my sort of like like the methodologies that I would use to study to be more efficient and to optimize my time, I learned that from them. Becoming a better writer, you know what I mean. Like having these people to like like revise my essays and this sort of thing, and give me like their advice. That was like one of the biggest like influences that I I would say I had on like my academic journey, like by far. Wow.
0: You're influencing me right now, right?
2: <laughs> you're making that
3: you're making that saying come true, you know, to yeah, a yeah. certain degree. Where they say, "Show me who your friends are, and I'll show you who you are."
2: Mm-hmm. Right. So
3: it's important that your that even you, you're letting us know that your pack, in yeah. high school that you hung around with was a great influence. That's why that's a part. Another part of the reason, other than your dad's influence, mm-hmm. that's another part of the reason. Why you are where you are now and in this great uh, educational school is because you surrounded yourself around wolves that (laughs) were after, you know, not just the other peer pressure the other kids were going through, like drinking, smoking, and, you know, sex life at school and doing all these things at school. Mm -hmm. You know, your pack was... You know, looking strong. strong, trying to get money in a different right. way. Right. <laughs> They're, They're looking all, in the future, like, "Oh, yeah, we got to set up our future so we can get this bread the prize at the end of the yeah. road." They seen the prize.
0: Yeah. It's just weird because we talk about intellect a lot, and, and um, I feel like it's just a great thing that you guys are on the podcast <laughs> because it brings a lot to it. And explaining this side, we haven't we haven't been able to really explain this side to people. Right. And I really like that you guys are on here. You're explaining a lot, and even how you're talking about. I mean, you, one of your friends is is, is trying to be tr- working for Na- trying to work for NASA. He's, that's what he's training for, basically.
2: Yeah, no, he's like a like he's like a, a <laughs> genius. Yeah, he like, <laughs> he's like this friend of mine. Like he like interned with NASA as a freshman in college. He's going to graduate from you know a, a top university in like in like two years. And like mo- most people, like most people, you know, it's it's four years it's four years to graduate. He's accelerating that process and like. <laughs> Like I would hang out with this guy and like just naturally like so like like he's very like physics and math orientated. So we would just be hanging out and he would teach me some like theorem. So like, like all of a sudden like, like 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 in my classes now in college, uh, there's like like. There's this thing in, like, in like quantum mechanics called the Schrodinger's equation. And, like, I, I saw it on the board, and I was like, oh, yeah, here, like, I know how to solve this. And I was doing, like, partial derivatives. And then my classmates were like, dude, what the heck are you doing? Why, like, like why do you know this? And I was like, oh, yeah, like, junior year, one of my buddies, he, like, showed me, like, this, like, you know, this multi-variable calculus theorem to, like, get the answer. And then it's like, why, like, you're not supposed to know this yet. You know what I mean? you feel like you're a genius? I, I, I wouldn't say that, now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no. You know it's crazy? I have no idea what you're talking about. No! No, no, I'm not, I'm not a
2: genius. I, I just try my best. I'm not a genius.
0: No. <laughs> well, you seem like a genius over here on this level. <laughs> I'll tell you that. <laughs> it's like, dang, we're talking about some real intellectual <laughs> right. stuff out here. It's look, like, dang. I, want you
3: to, I, want, I want you to understand how we feel, though, about being prideful. Prideful is not a bad thing. You look up the definition of pride. Being prideful for or having pride, you know, it's not just a bad thing. You know, sometimes you, you're, you're uh, motivating yourself. Sometimes you're having confidence. You know what I mean. So people yeah. look at their pride as, you know, everyone looks at pride as like, oh, I don't, I'm, I'm, I gotta be humble. Humble is great. You know, because humble mm-hmm. is who you should reflect yourself to be you know, to others, but also, you know, sometimes you have to have a little pride in yourself, you know, that boosts your confidence that shows, you know, that's, you know, when you need to dig, 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 deep down inside of yourself, you can't always look at what your peers are saying about you. You know, sometimes you have to have it and fill it inside of yourself.
0: Well, that's what this podcast is about too. So when you're here, like, okay, me and and him, we've been friends a long time. Mm -hmm. So when we're talking, we're not used to talking like this to each other we'd be like pfft, like you know what i mean like right. what's up
1: dude like, like <laughs> but,
0: but, but we had to learn that so on this podcast and we're learning. Th- this is right. what the people need to hear like like that's why it's good to show all that to, to to let these people know what you're doing how you're doing it i mean list it out it's good for that because a lot of these people i'll tell you right now they probably have no idea about any of the situations that you're that you've been living in you know how how you do things and i think that's great for for listeners to hear
3: Gosh, and they're yeah. going to see a
0: whole different side. I mean, it, it's like, I don't even hang around people. I have no, I don't know anybody like you. Not one person.
3: I've been, so, I would. right. I was asking people the last two days, do you know anybody who, gra- who, who got a full scholarship to Ivy, the Ivy League, any Ivy League schools? We're like, you know, no. And, and they're like, <laughs> school. <"No."> <laughs> <laughs> so talk about how, wh- what it took to get there, man, like the time that you got to
1: put in, education-wise, man. I okay. think that'd be great for the listeners to, to Definitely. hear. Definitely. So let us yeah. ask you that
3: question. So how much uh, time and effort did you have to put into where to get to where you are now, you know, from high school to, you know, preparing for something like an Ivy League school?
2: yeah yeah no no for sure so like in the same way that you know like like a d1 athlete they're grinding non-stop you know as soon as they come home and like like late into the night you know what i mean that was how that was how like education went for me as well so um going into high school you know i was like you know i was like okay i, I want to take like, like honors classes you know i only, only go on like an accelerated track because this is what i need to you know not only grow as a scholar. But that will, like, get me over the hump for, like, these, like, top institutions. So, in high school, um, I'll, like, run you through, so, like, so, like, some of the classes that I took to, you know, um, how it works, too, with, like, the GPA is, is like, there's a, there's a specific weight. So, if you take an advanced placement class, like, a, an AP class is meant to be a college-level course, so... I took 11 AP classes, and these are all, like, introductory level, like, college classes.
3: 11 AP classes.
2: Yeah, yeah. 11 AP classes, and I think, like, maybe five or six honors classes. And so the honors classes, they are they have that additional weight where it's accelerated. It's just, like, they aren't considered, like, at the college level. Like, it's, like, right beneath that. So my freshman year, I did um, honors biology. Um, and, like, at my school, so for math, it was integrated. So you would do a bit of trigonometry, a bit of geometry, a bit of, like, algebra, two, that sort of thing. So I did um, honors biology, honors um, integrated math 2, and then, like, uh, the rest of my classes, um, like, those are, like, and there was like, one more honors offered that I didn't take yet because, you know, I, I didn't tap into my full potential yet. I, I, I was short-selling myself. But so then my sophomore year of, of uh, high school, I took all honors classes and an AP class because they, they limited uh, sophomores to only one AP. So at that point I did um, –
3: <laughs> just talking about sophomore.
2: Yeah, yeah. Wow. So, so, so my my sophomore year, I was honors chemistry, um, AP world history, honors integrated math three, and honors English. And then I took like Spanish and uh, did like jazz band. And then by this point, um, over the summer, um, I wanted like I took a math class over the summer, so I did honors precalculus during that summer. And then going into my junior year, I did AP calculus BC, and that's supposed to be like calculus one and two in one semester or like in one class. Um, AP biology, AP US history, AP English language composition, <laughs> um, a third year of Spanish and jazz band again. And then my senior year, um, I was I was able to get like a 5.0. So it was like a perfect GPA. This was all, like an all AP schedule. So my senior year, um, or the summer before senior year, I did honors physics. And then going into senior year, I did calculus-based uh, physics mechanics, AP level, um, honors anatomy and physiology, Right, AP, yeah, an honors level uh, anatomy and physiology. There was an AP variant. Um, AP, English li- AP English Literature, um, AP Macroeconomics, AP Computer Science, and AP Government and Politics. Impressive.
3: How
1: many hours when you come home from school? Oh, no,
2: yeah, so throughout high school, like, like, I, like, lived at my desk, like, I'm not even kidding you, so, like, I'd get home, eat a snack, and then I'd start my homework, and then once the homework was done, like, I had, like, additional studying to do, you know, like, like there's this misconception, you know, it's not just like, like 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 you know, there isn't just studying, you know, like I had like about three hours of homework to do before I could even start like my review. There
3: were still cell phones and still social media at this. Yeah,
2: time. yeah, yeah, I know for sure. So like and like like being able to like because and I, and I will admit, I I guess I'd be studying, I'd be on my phone a bit, and I, but I would notice like I'd be like, man, like this is taking me too long because you know I'm like getting distracted. So there'd be times when I would just like like like, like, like toss my phone on my bed and just like just grind, you know what I mean? I'd have yeah. essays to you know you know. Uh, uh, p sets do for like my calculus class and it's like this needs to get done you know no matter what so I need to get that done so there'd be nights where I'd be up until like 3, 4 in the morning writing a paper
3: wow. honors, in AP she, honors and AP, AP classes we're at 4 in the morning partying <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm yeah, saying yeah. Like,
2: <laughs> no yeah while well, 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 kids are at like partying and going to dances you know I, I was like, like I say like, like like, like in love with the game you know what I mean I, I was in my calculus textbook you know like doing these long derivations and all this sort of stuff but it, it came to a point where it's like this is like what I liked doing like you know like I, I feel like I feel like if you're going to do anything Thing at a high level, like you know, you
0: gotta if,
2: love it. Yeah, you gotta love it. Cause I mean, you can try to force some, like, like you know, like, like my dad, he could have just forced me, like, like, like either, he could have just sat in my room and then be like, like, do your work, do your work, do your work. You know what I mean, that kind of thing. But how did, how did you learn to
0: love it? He grew to love education. How did you? How did you get that? How did you do that,
2: dude? Honestly, I just like I like learning. Like, like there's so much mm-hmm. to learn, and like it's gonna sound weird, but I just have a genuine fascination with like like understanding like like for me uh, like like my favorite subjects were biology and chemistry so i'm fascinated in like metabolic pathways how our body it'll send like sodium pumps like, like it'll pump sodium to like like this uh this, like, enzyme or whatever, and when that happens, then this chain reaction will take place. All that stuff and, like, all these, like, organic, you know, um, molecules that are involved in this, this is, like, like it's just genuinely fascinating to me, and I want to, like, end up doing research, and, and I, I will be doing uh, research, like, n- next uh, year in college on um, this topic in genetics called RNA transposons, and that's basically how your, your like, DNA, like, replicates itself. It's really interesting stuff, so... For me, I was just like, like I just, I don't know, and like I, 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 like during my senior year, I got like really interested in like poetry and philosophy. So like um, I'd read like some Plato, uh, a little bit of Hegel, um, Socrates a bit, you know what I mean? Um, Kekagard, you know, like these philosophers. <laughs> <Dead>. People <laughs> like you for like dude,
0: another I'm a planet. T- <laughs> dude, I'm gonna, t- I'm gonna <laughs> tell you right now, dude. Your girlfriend held on to you after this podcast. <laughs> you can't be this smart with that lineup. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Can't be. <laughs> oh you can't God. be this with <laughs> <not like> That lineup. <laughs> <laughs> but not nah, like, it's it over. just like it's just like a genuine fascination. Like I just really love to learn. Like like and like I you know I would tell my, my parents and my family just some like random fact that I learned. They'd be like okay. <laughs> but I don't know. It's just it's just a genuine interest. Like it's like I feel like some people it's forced, but this is like I love like like delving deeper into like different subjects. How so. did you
3: know what? You, how old were you when you knew that you loved it? Like you know.
2: When did you notice
3: that, you know, this is education is me, is who I am?
2: Yeah, like, yeah, so I mean, like, in, like, junior high, I, like, naturally gravitated to math, you know what I mean? But I wouldn't, like, go, so, like, like in my free time, you know, like, I was a kid, I played video games, you know what I mean? I wouldn't, like, go out of my way to, like, like, read research papers or to watch, like, YouTube videos that were, like, above the scope of, like, like, what I was learning in class. I would say I really like like hit that next gear like like towards like the end of freshman year like. Wow. I would like. So it's never too late. Yeah. You're no. Gonna, yeah. It's never too late. I'm you don't to, have, I'm to have to start at house. five, six, seven, <laughs> eight, yeah. nine, ten. Oh two. no! Yeah. So I, like, by no means, I was no sort of like child prodigy by any way. You know what I mean? Like, like, and you know, I I don't even like. I mean, I know there are people like that, but I, I don't think that that's you know you don't have to be like that. Like for me, like when you genuinely like have like a love for something, like you. You just you get you you hit that overdrive. You know what I mean, and I gotta hit the overdrive. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah. Thank you, because I'm like I'm never too old. You know what I mean. Now right. I know what it is. Yeah, tell me what, just what it is. Of the gym, right. right. He just said the right. overdrive. That's yeah. what he said. He said you gotta hit the overdrive. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so
1: you consistently do what becomes. Easier. Yes. <laughs> what
2: and, exp- and especially when like when like when like 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 if, if this is what your friends like to do too. Like how I was saying with my buddies, like this is what we liked, You know what I mean. We like like like, like like getting like deeper into these subjects like um i have a buddy at cornell and we talk on the phone until like four in the morning about like post-existentialism and like all these like philosophical <laughs> cornell like, you don't even want to know <laughs> what we're <you're
0: laughs> talking about the phone <laughs> about
2: <laughs> but yeah i don't know like like it's just yeah i don't know that's what's <laughs> up man it was glad to have you guys
3: come on this podcast man appreciate and, like, you was, guys yeah thank happen. you it's cool we're to talk definitely to have guys. to have you guys
0: back too because yeah. this oh, is be a good cool. one this is sure. a real good one right here <laughs>
3: fathers be in your kids
1: life I can't express it any more than by saying that don't only be in your kids life actually teach these people from your mistakes learn give these kids guidance man And you raise them up no one else will have to raise them up they'll become what you want them to become and just believe in your kid believe in
2: yourself as well and last thing I, like, I would like to say you is like when you have that faith in God like no, no weapon or no weapon excuse me formed against you will prosper you know what I mean like having that faith in God no Like, no matter where you're at, like, in whatever you're trying to do, like, you're, you're going to be fine. And that was something that I realized, too, just with any sort of stress, like, it's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. Like, how am I going to stress when, like, when, like, my, like, when my, like, Lord is, like, the creator of the universe? Uh, that, that, that's what I would say. Ha- like, really establishing that faith in God. That's good.
0: How's over, Bass? How's over, Bass? Shed the sheep. We're out.